It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. All right, guys, another week of Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. You know what that means. Randy Peterson, Tommy Birch, join me for the next 45 minutes. We'll throw it over to the Iowa Wild, Wild Joe O'Donnell. Pete Birchy, what's going on? What up? Welcome Hi. to um, welcome to the KXNO throne here, and we welcome our guest at this time. He is Iowa State's head football coach, Matt Campbell. Hey, Coach, what's up, bud? Not much, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the program. I'll let Tommy start firing away at you. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to mess around. Uh, coach, uh, you know, we're right in the midst of kind of the end of this uh, spring football season. I think this is always kind of the time of year where we hear a bunch of random names and kind of get excited about some new guys. Who are maybe some guys that maybe the typical Iowa State football fan doesn't know about who maybe they should be keeping an eye on come 2018? Yeah, you know, that, that is a great question. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to, you know, talk about some of these guys because some of these guys are guys that, you know, for us, we've seen, you know, either, you know, a year of redshirting, a year now or nine weeks in the weight room, and then obviously going into, you know, with tomorrow practice 13, you know, and of some consistency. And, I, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll start offensively and, and maybe work to the defensive side. But, you know, on the offensive line, think you know two names that have been really really good surprises guys that have really shown great consistency number one is Colin Newell um, you know Colin's had a great camp for us has had you know, a guy that we were really impressed with last year a year ago and in, in red shirting and has really come into his own on the offensive line physical uh, really uh, talented young man and really excited about his future and and then the kid named Josh Mueller. You know, Josh was in that first recruiting class we had here. And was a defensive lineman, um, you know, and, and knew that, you know, he's going to have to learn the play of the offensive line. But now he's going into his redshirt sophomore year and a, and a guy that's really, he's played good football this spring. So, you know, two guys certainly in competition on that offensive line on the offensive side. Tariq Milton, um, skill-wise, has, has really had a, had a really good camp for us. And Landon Akers. Um, you know, two guys that, you know, Landon got to see a little bit a year ago and, and some special teams roles. But, um, you know, those two guys at wide receiver, two guys that can really run, really stretch the field vertically and played really good for us on the offensive side of the football. And, you know, I think defensively, you know, you you, you look at some different guys and a lot of the guys you, you certainly are guys that have been here because we were really young a year ago in a lot of spots. But, I, you know, I think on the – Linebacker crew, you know, Ryan Vance and Regan Northrop, both guys that have had really, really good springs to match really good winners for us and guys that I think we're really excited, you know, about what they can bring to us in terms of consistency of play on the, at the linebacker position. Greg Eisworth, you know, in the secondary, um, a guy that's really had a great spring for us, and Daytron Young, uh, cover corner, a guy that's had a really good spring. So, you know, I, I know that's probably, you know, some guys, but those are guys that I think at least deserve to be mentioned and it's certainly highlighted the spring for us so far. Matt, you've canceled the, the, the spring game, and rightly so, given what's um, out there for it. And as my daughter said last night, it's not even spring yet, so why would you call it a spring game? We're, <laughs> we're still flirting with winter. But uh, what are you going to miss out on? What's what's going to be, you know, what's going to be lacking? Um, is this this 
spring football practice going to be fulfilled despite the fa- spring football season going to be fulfilled despite the fact you're not having a per se spring game? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, I, I know I said it yesterday, is the thing that's the hardest thing is you'd love to have the opportunity to showcase your, you know, your team a little bit and some of these guys to your fan base. And I do always think it's good for, you know, some of these guys to be able to get out in front of the fans and be able to play in a stadium that, you know, got some people in it. But I think the thing that we'll gain, to be honest with you, is sometimes when you do that too, you kind of got to be conservative in what you do. You're not showcasing everything. And, you know, there's so much youth still in this team that we still are going to have a scrimmage. We're still going to get a really critical 15th practice that we do need. And really what it does do for us is it allows us to complete, you know, our evaluation of a lot of these guys where, Sometimes in a spring game, you know, you have to be so vanilla and it's that you, you almost lack a, a really good uh, evaluation of your football team. So, you know, I, I think obviously, you know, we'd love to have a spring game, but I think the reality of having a really great scrimmage to finish off probably for this team is a lot more needed than per se, you know, going out and having an exhibition showcase, you know, for our, for our fans. So, you know, you know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise for this football team, to be honest. I know you had mentioned uh, last night there were a few battles that are still taking place, middle linebacker being one of them, kind of that fifth uh, offensive line spot. Can you kind of explain to, to fans, I guess, what is still up for grabs, I guess, which starting spots are you really trying to nail down as you finish up the spring right now? Yeah, you know, I think the, the starting spots that are, are still going to be in question probably will be in question through fall camp a little. You know, I, you know, the fifth line spot, you know, I think the thing that I'm excited about is my hope is that with saying that is there's actually a sixth, seventh, and eighth offensive lineman that we actually trust to go in and be, be able to play at a really high rate for us. And, and I don't know if I would have been able to say that, you know, in our first two years here, but you know, you know, we haven't got, um, you know, Oge is is limited, but we're really excited about his return. He looks really good, um, so we won't get him back full go until fall camp. Jeff Noje is a redshirt freshman that we're all really impressed with, and um, you know, had surgery after the season on his shoulder. He won't be back into full go until until fall camp, and then you know, the the development of Sean Foster and Josh Mueller and you know Jacob Bolton. Rob Hudson, those are guys that, um, you know, with another another summer under their belt to really give them a fair evaluation going into fall camp to, to see are they ready to be the guy. You just don't know. So, um, you know, I think that race is going to be really heated, and I, I think the, the two deep in that race, to be honest with you, is going to be really heated all the way until the end of fall camp. You know, Trevor Downing's a, a kid that's been really impressive as well as a a true freshman, I think it's been really important for him. And, you know, the linebacker spot, uh, you know, same thing. You know, Ty Mark Sutton, Orion Vance, Regan Northrup, who, when you say you're starting your, your three linebackers, who are the starters? Um, you know, to say exactly that today, um, you know, I don't know if anybody's went out and really nailed that down. But, I, like I said, I, I do think, you know, Regan and, and certainly Orion have been guys that have been at the forefront. You know, Jake Hummel, Tymar, those are other guys that have played good football so far and it's certainly there. And, and then I, I think the safety spot, you know, if, if 
if we're going to go out and play, you know, a nickel package or a dime package, you know, who are those guys? Who are those guys that are going to come into the game? You know, Greg Eisworth's shown up, but guys like Demonte Ruth has continued to play really good football. Satron Young, Arnold Azuna, who we got to see in the bowl game, play good football. Richard Bowens. Um, you know, there's some really talented young guys. You know, Keontae Jones. There's there's some guys that are really competing for not only playing time, but when you talk packaged football, who are those guys that are going to go in and play for you? Um, so I, I think there's so much still up 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 for grabs, and you know, I, I um, then you talk special teams. You know, really the kicking situation. Narverson, Chris Francis, um, Kenan Connor, Sally. There's a lot of guys that are competing for spots when you're just when you're talking not only starters, but I think the thing that's fun for me is who's playing, like who's who's actually getting game reps, who's earning the right to play. There's still so much left even after spring practice that um, that's where you, I think, hope your program's at finally, that there's competition and there's guys that are trying to earn the right to get on the field and play in critical situations. And I think you saw at times last year, we, you know, we wish there were more guys and there were times we ran out of gas and, and, you know, I thought that was, you know, really a lack of true depth in our team. And, you know, that's on us as coaches to continue to recruit and develop those guys to be able to play when we need them the most. And, you know, not only the starters, but those guys that are backups that are critical, critical pieces to your success. Matt, you and I talked last night after you were done talking to the other reporters, and, and it's probably the, the second most interesting conversation I've had with you just over, you know, I mean, just for a very short period. The first, obviously, being the um, the no center, uh, no quarterback under center, but that's that we'll get into that this fall. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I asked you about, about playing exhibitions. Um, you know, it's like against uh, I don't know Nebraska or, or Wisconsin during during either the spring or the fall, and I was surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, you're you're for it, and and you've you've done it before. Kind of go over the, you know what our conversation was like last night, and your you know what you how you answered me. Yeah, you know, I for me when when we were at Mount Union in Division Three football, you are allowed a a preseason scrimmage against an opponent. And, you know, it's one of the things that I, I know as a player and then as a coach, you really appreciate it. Um, I, I think sometimes you get so, maybe sometimes you get a lack of, of really understanding of, of where you are as a football team just because you're, you're, you know, sometimes in a spring practice or even in, in fall camp, you're going against the same offensive defense that, you know, Sometimes you get a little bit of this guidance of maybe where you are as a football team, and you know I, I think there's such a huge advantage. That's why that's why you see football teams, in my opinion, at the Division One level, they get better as the season goes because you start to adapt to other teams, other other formations, other you know other defenses, and, and you're forced to, and that's what makes you know our sport really unique, in, in my honest opinion, and so. You know, not getting those opportunities in a scrimmage setting or, you know, in a setting that, you know, would not count for a win or a loss. And I think that's, that that does make it a little bit of a challenge. It makes it unique. You know, we're the one sport that that happens. Now, in Division Three football, we only get to play. There's only 10 regular season games before the playoffs. So I do understand it from that standpoint a little bit. But I, I definitely would be for it. Um, 
I think that I think it'd be something that would be great for everybody in Division One football. You've got but, you've got clout now at this level. Why don't you you know let's I'll help you. Let's uh, let's uh, well let's go. For you know, it. Ray, I think I, there's still some time for me to earn my clout. And so <laughs> I, I, I when, when my time is time to add my clout, I, I'll certainly add it. But, text uh, me, text me, and we'll do it. All right, all right, sounds good. All right, Matt, it's Chris here. We need to get to the important topics of the day. Um, congratulations on your Undertaker's victory over John Cena on Sunday night. Yeah, you know, that was big. It was big for the Campbell family, you know, and I, I know the Williams family took a tough one. But, um, you know, I, old school Undertaker, one of my all-time favorites, so so we're, we're fired up. Yeah, he, uh, not kidding, man, he, so my daughter's only three, and she thinks she's going to marry Cena. And when that well, she had never experienced like the lights going out and the dead man like rising, yeah. it scared the hell out of her on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. For a three for a three year old, it's scary. For three now, my four year old Rudy, he was he was he was fired up, he was juiced <laughs> up. He's watched that on on YouTube, so um, <laughs> there's a lot of excitement for him. Thanks, pal. We appreciate your time, and um, I guess we'll talk to you on on Saturday. No spring game, but we'll come get a report on the scrimmage, right? That sounds great. I appreciate you guys. Have a have a great night. Head Coach Matt Campbell, thank you very much uh, for your time here on Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. We'll discuss that conversation, Iowa State Spring Football, when we come back here on KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. Cyclone Insider here on 1460 KXNO. We didn't really get to talk much in the first segment. How are we doing, Pete? I'm doing well. I, I, I got a lot of work done today. I got some great news. A meeting that we were supposed to have tomorrow, kind of those listen and learn meetings. Learn and listen, whatever they Did call it. Did it get canceled? Uh-huh. We clapped out of it. By you, Virtue. Virtue and I clipped out of it, so we Same. don't have to attend. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. What stood out to you guys about, did anything stand out about what Campbell just said? Nothing too much. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, that kind of let, let me, can I, mean, I just I start think, the conversation here? I think I have a good way to go with this. Sure. I, I would like, Pete, because I think that you might be able to do this, convince me that it's great news that a redshirt freshman such a standout on the offensive line. I don't think it's great news at all. See, neither do I. And, and I, I don't think it's great news to hear Trevor Downing might play here. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I mean, say I, I love Trevor freshman. Downing. I love the family. Or, but this a true could, freshman? This I could just know. be piping up the young kids, too, to give them some But comp. we've heard about about the Ames kid all spring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, so I don't know. I, I, I asked one of the staffers that the other day when he was I ran into him someplace and it wasn't one of the head coaches or one of the assistant coaches even but uh yeah and obviously i got their spin on it but yeah i i threw up a couple um red flags red flags with me so and you know we'll see but uh I, it, it gives i mean i'm sorry it gives jgj julian good jones a chance to to move around which is what he does and center is not his natural position anyway i believe he was a guard in high school He's played every position. Pl- I think, yeah, I I, and I was talking to somebody yesterday. I want to make sure we watch to see if he plays every position in a game. That would be cool. But he's going to move to left guard. The Ames kid, the new what is his name, Newell, is going to play going to play center. Yeah. But and that's the most important position on the line too, other than the def- other than the um, the left tackle. Yeah. So that's putting a lot on that kid's plate. Well, and it's just the the. I'd say that more for devil's advocate. No, I think to, it's for the true, sake though. of conversation. The the great news about it to go the other way is, you know, like just depth on the offensive line. That that's really been 
a an Achilles heel for Iowa State for well before the Campbell staff got here. And it, usually in Ames, you've got four or five guys who are really Big 12 caliber linemen, and then there's a significant drop-off when you get past that. Well, you know, what the Campbell staff inherited was – they didn't even have that. I mean, at the end of that first year, they had, like I think, two walk-ons starting, and yep. they were getting better throughout. So, if like it, Tommy, if if they can have – this is where I think it's good news that Newell's popping up, is that, man, if you can have, like, like Campbell said there, eight guys who you feel comfortable with, then you can rotate more. And, and it's not like, you know, when Paul Rhodes was forced to play Daniel Burton as a freshman and it, you know, it wore him out and he couldn't even – play by the time he was a senior it's a very different scenario in that sense yeah i think so too i i mean the, the usually my my thing is when matt campbell is bringing up a kid's name that means they are legitimately turning heads and that kid is probably going to play usually when when he's talking about kids unless you specifically ask about somebody it's usually not just to to motivate them or, or pump them up he usually speaks very highly of that person. I mean, uh, the guys like Kane Nwangu and David Montgomery, before we even knew what type of impact they could have, he was talking those guys up saying, look, um, these are going to be big-time contributors for us. And I remember everybody thinking like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, Mike Warren. Yeah, we Lawrence, got Mike Warren. That, yeah, I yeah. mean, when he talks oh, about guys, that that usually means good things for those guys. But – it's like you said, I mean, you think about, yeah, it is it is a little nerve-wracking when you hear about some of those younger guys, but the the depth that they have, and he, he actually mentioned kind of a guy who seems to completely fall off the radar when it comes to the offensive lineman is Ogie, yeah. who's been, been at Iowa State forever. He's I mean, if, been you, healthy. if you can get anything out of him, that could be a diamond in, in the rough for Iowa State for a guy that's a Juco guy that redshirted. It sounded like before he got hurt last year would have been a guy that got substantial playing time one way or another. I'm just going to – you guys have been on the ground up there more, so I'm just going to kind of ask you some questions that I have if you're okay with that. You guys can yeah. be my experts. The kid I really want to see – and the, I'm not really disappointed that the spring game got canceled because it – I mean, I like – I get value out of that because I like to stand on the sidelines and stand next to these guys because you could just see them up and get close. a suntan, work on the suntan. Yes, That's, not, yes. not Saturday. Get, the the guy who even this is dating back to last year who I've wanted to see in person is Orion Vance. His, oh, I was going to thought you say Johnny Lang. Yeah, yeah, no, because Vance is a guy who it was. I'll never forget. It was before that Kansas game last year, the one that got delayed. And I remember standing next to some guys, and I go, "Who in the hell is that guy?" Because I couldn't see like the the back of his jersey, I'm like, that guy looks like a monster, you know. And then I find out he's a, yeah, freshman. you know, he's a freshman at the time. And then yesterday in Campbell's deal with y'all, he mm-hmm. said that he was a standout, and that was, I thought, really good to hear. Last year at the they had an open scrimmage, open scrimmage. When they we got to be in for the first workout, I believe. Yes. And I remember looking at him and saying, "My gosh, who is this guy?" I mean, kind of like you. I mean, this guy's big. He looks like he's already college size. And I didn't know who he was. And so I asked Golish or somebody, I said, who is that guy? And he said, Orion Vance. And he said, they're really high on the kid. And so that right there, I so I, I guess I'm agreeing with you that, that yeah, he came into, he came into school as, as Big 12 size. 
Yeah, and well, I I believe Vance was a little dinged up last season because yeah. he was in the conversation as one of the true freshmen that we possibly would have seen playing at some point last season. That kind of brings up another point when you think about the the depth that they now have at linebacker between him and Jake Hummel, too. I mean, there was some young talent in that room. And and a guy like Sutton who's taken snaps. Absolutely. He's he's played. I mean, and Tymar Sutton is is a very intriguing guy because he not only got snaps last season – he got extremely important snaps, too, because you talk about the Oklahoma game, times when Joel Lanning needed a playoff or two or a series off to to take a breather when he's bouncing back and forth. Tymar Sutton was the guy that came into the game. So, you know, when it comes to some of these guys, it's not just a matter of, wow, they got playing time last year. It's when they got playing time. Because you look at yeah, two years yeah. ago, you know, Marcel Spears was a guy that got playing time, but it was playing time that pretty much didn't matter. It was a couple of snaps, like during the Kansas game, and then stuff on special teams. Whereas guys like Sutton, even Hummel to a certain degree, got important playing yeah, time. Yeah, I know that losing Landing's huge, and he's going to be in the NFL next year. But if you got to feel like with Vance, Hummel, Sutton, that that combination can, I mean, you you'll hit on somebody there. Absolutely. You, you would think. And then I think the guy who defensively has probably not gotten enough pub is Northrop. Yeah. Because they'll be – Which you know, year? No, I, I'm even this upcoming year. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's been good for a while. Yeah, I know. But I, I'm just – I'm like – I'm projecting ahead to 2018. And I – the reason being because he doesn't have like a true position on the depth chart. Because of the way it's set up with the four three, but I mean, you go to the three. He's going to be on the field a lot, is what I'm saying. And that's a guy is his fifth year. He's he was playing as a freshman at Iowa State way back when the other staff was here. I, I think that he's due for a really good season. Yeah, I mean, and and it's like you said, that's a guy that has gotten a ton of experience. But I don't understand how he flies under the radar so much, and that's something. You know, I've even kind of overlooked at times because I think we're always so in awe with some of those other guys. Like, you know, there are some legitimately intriguing stories when it comes to the defensive line. Guys like Lima, uh, even Tongamoa, who to me, that's a big surprise too, where you talk about a guy who you may finally get something out of him in terms of he basically couldn't contribute contribute in any way shape or form last year showed up overweight showed up late and now that he's got some time under his belt is in better shape I mean if he could get you anything at that point that's kind of gravy too where now all around the field it's not just linebacker or offensive line it's everywhere you're starting to build up depth and probably the most evident room is quarterback too yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. They're, I mean, these guys are young, but man, Randy, I, they go about five guys deep now who they like at quarterback. That's that's why I one of the the things that I that I will miss about the spring game. One of the few. Yeah, I um, I like where you're going. Here. I wanted to see Rial Mitchell to see if he in fact does have that. <sighs> What, that twitch. That twitch. I, that's I exactly the word yeah. I was looking for. I know what you say. Exactly the word I was looking for. The, the Seneca Wallace twitch. Um, yeah, I mean, from everything we hear, he this guy's the second coming of Seneca. So 
that's that'd be cool. I just I just wanted to wanted to see it. And granted, it's against your your guys you're walking to class with every day. Nonetheless, I wanted I wanted to see him out there. Um, um, it'd be interesting to. Uh, I, I I really want to see Brock Purdy also, and I know that he's not. But he may. Yeah, I think he's, he's here. here. No, I think. Is oh, he is not? he here now? I, I have no idea. No, I mean no. I, he'd be among the recruits that are visiting. Oh, okay. well, there's a ton of recruits. To, yeah, to, I, yeah, to he's me, not on campus. I just want to see him. Now. I just want to because I just want to see how if he's as filled out as they say, then that's it's going to be a good battle. I, I know we always joke about hey, the spring, you know, just how meaningless the spring game is and how pretty much is for the fans. But it seems like every spring game, we do learn something or see something that is actually intriguing for the next season. I mean, you talk about a couple of years ago. Trevor Ryan, that's the first time everybody really got to look at who he is. I remember thinking during that spring football game, I was like, "There is this is just your typical spring game star. Spring games remind me of the Cap City League. Yeah. Like you have to take the majority of what you see with a grain of salt because the defense generally knows what the offense is going to do. Yeah. The third and fourth string guys have a lot more to play for than the first string guys. But then However, last year you saw Joel Lanning, yeah, too. That's what I'm saying. You can usually take one or two things that are, Absolutely. and you have to throw the rest out. And that's the same with the Cap City League, where, you know, Sharon Dorsey Walker's out there dropping 71 points. But you can't take much from that. But if a guy like Eric McKnight, you remember him back sure. in the day, Randy, yeah, he was I a do. four-star guy and everybody's excited about him. And he's not scoring 10 points a game in the Cap City League. That is a giant red flag. You know, and, and also one of the, the things that would have been neat to see also is, and we saw him last year, but... I, to see a bulked up, muscled up, two hundred and fifty five pounder chase in right, a chase in Chase Allen, right now. At yeah, tight yeah, end. yeah, yeah. I want to see how. I mean, that's you talk about guys that have gone under the radar. Sure, we know Chase Allen's going to start. We know that, but how much he has improved his his game. I mean, that's that's a, a nice that's a story that hadn't even been written. I mean, among everything that, that that Tommy and I and everybody else have written, I wrote this that. Spring. Well, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, as far as as far as building up his muscle, as far as how he did it, the day to day grind that he went through to do it, the the back and forth talking to the family about about do you you know how high how much how far do you want to go with this kid? Because Terry obviously had input. I think that's cool, and they're gonna he's gonna catch more than four passes. Young man, I'd like to get a look at in person is Saner or Soner. Yeah, he the the big tight end who yeah. basically could play the offensive line too. Yeah, I think I'm just judging by how Matt's talked about him. He seems like a guy who's going to be really good. Yeah, he fits into almost kind of that Swiss Army knife type of role where you can use him in so many different ways, and then just raw physical ability, how big he is. But I mean, I think I was kind of like everybody else. I mean, like lineman, defense, you know, offensive and defensive lineman. Stuff like that, I don't get excited about whatsoever when it comes to anything in general. I just want to watch somebody like Johnny Lang, who, you know, mm-hmm. we we've been told for a year just how how much blazing speed he has and all the things he can do. The spring game is the perfect opportunity to really see what he can do. Even guys like quarterbacks like Real Mitchell, when he's not getting hit, you're not going to be able to see everything. Um, that he can really do. But guys like Johnny Lang or, uh, I mean, and I'm guessing Kane Nwangu would have been mm-hmm. probably off limits to, to really hit, but it would have been fun to see you could catch just him. what he could do too. I've become obsessed with linemen. I'm getting boring with my old age. But, like, I just, 
Like I, I'm, they're fun uh, stories uh, to tell. Uh, but there's I, a position group that I can't wait to watch in 2018. It's the defensive line. Yeah. I think it, I think it might be other than running back because you've got an all American there. I feel like D line could be their like overall best well, position group. When it comes to that, the guy I want to see is Matt Leo because when you were talking about guys. You you told the story about a Ryan Vance. I mean, anywhere you go, the second you see Matt Leo, I don't He's care. A whatever room you're in, you could be in a room with a bunch of WWE guys or NFL guys. He's going to be one of the biggest, if not biggest, dudes in that room. He is a giant beast of a human being, and. They keep mentioning how far he's come, and the thought was that by the end of the year, he had started turning the corner, so it's going to be interesting to see just how big of an impact he can have come the fall. All right, we've got about five minutes left. Should we touch on this college basketball thing today? Sure. You guys have been following this. Um, Kansas is now being mentioned with the FBI deal. Pete, how much have you looked into this yet? I mean, how, how bad does this look for Bill Self? Well, it's just to be mentioned by the by the feds it looks bad, obviously. But but um, I think it's I think it's too early to to really answer that definitively. Just to, you know, we need to see what happened. But but it sounds like the, the feds are believing that there's money changed hands somewhere. Now the question is whether Bill Self knew about this, knew what was going on. I contend that that whether it's Bill Self, whether it's Steve Prohm, whether it's Matt Campbell, you're the head coach, you need to know what's going on in your program. So I, I, I don't buy that argument, but but I'll be curious to see in the next 24 hours um, how the, how this thing plays out and, and to, to see, um, to get Bill Self's comments on 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 the most recent findings um, you know, to, to see what he says. Uh, but I still think it's it's a cop-out to say you did not know. Yeah, and now you kind of wonder, okay, some more, you know, Kansas trickled out as the next school. Now you kind of wonder, okay, who else is out there? Because you know there are a lot of people right now who kind of have their heads turned behind their back, kind of seeing who's coming up over the hill behind them because – this isn't everybody right now. You know more schools are going to be impacted. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and I, want, I, want to, I haven't read the documents because this all broke when we were online. I'm, I'm less interested in, like, paying the players. I'm more interested in, like, how it was done and, you know, that aspect of it because I feel like that, you know, when – April twenty fifth. That's going to be the most important. Well, as far as the FBI goes, right? Yeah, and I don't. I don't have a problem with paying the players. I mean, I. I, I don't. I mean, I, 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 the, I like the Olympic rule. I like the Olympic the Olympic model, model yeah. where the players can can go out and and sign autographs for money and and uh, you know do endorsements. Um, I, I don't. I don't have a problem with the, with that one. I mean, if in fact it's going to happen, it beats the alternative of the universities or or. Um, 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 Having them be paid employees, yeah, right, or, or, yeah, or you know, Luch, Luch Enterprises, whatever it is, paying an Iowa State player, or which would be legal under under a, a plan that's out there right now, um, you know, something along those lines. But uh, you know, it's 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 you guys, the younger generation in this business, you guys are going to have your hands full in a few years. I'm telling you, and I'll be on the the beginning of it too, at least. But but. Uh, um, it's going to be a whole changing world of college sports. Don't be surprised if we just go to the amateur model also, you know, where there are no rules. Yeah, I think about that every day. 
when we have the these club conversations. Model, I guess I should well, say, I think yeah. about that every day when we have these conversations, just about how how much this has changed in the last five years, and, and oh boy, it, yeah, and then how much it's going to change in the next five years. I yeah. actually think it will be more. I think it's right too when you get the TV money out of the out of the deal, out of the situation, and at least as they know it now, and uh, it's going to be crazy. Good luck, guys. <laughs> we'll be calling you for advice. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Good. You better not. I want 50. I told you. Um, you want 50 what? Years. Where are you at now? I started in 72. Okay. So I don't know where that is. Where, where you told me? 40. I'm trying to, you, 46. You passed that new millennium. And yeah, it's, uh, 46. It's really difficult for guys like me. I'm going to hit at least 50. So. Um, okay. I guys just, like Tommy keep me young. Tommy just rolled his eyes at that. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, Tommy, you got the iCubs? What's going on with the iCubs? They're on We're, the road right now. When they come back? Uh, next week. It's it's going to be interesting. There is kind of a cool storyline coming up with uh, the Memphis Redbirds have uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon coming back. It's the dude who got drilled by that comebacker last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So. All right, we'll keep an eye on your coverage. Hawk Central tomorrow night. Chad Lystico, Mark Emmerich, Ross Peterson. I believe that's 6 to 7 tomorrow night. Uh, 6 to 7 tomorrow night, Hawk Central, Sean? Yes, indeed. Iowa Wild are next. Let's throw it over to our friend Joe O'Donnell. Thanks to Matt Campbell for hopping on the program tonight. For Randy Peterson, for Tommy Birch, I'm Chris Williams. Signing off here on 1460 KXNO.